0: Well, welcome to Dragonheart. Unfortunately, I've been demoted to my kitchen because my, computer is, my computer's mic isn't really working, unfortunately. Ah, well, how's things, Mark?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Sorry to hear about Mike, but, you know, I'm sure he'll be all right. <laughs> at, least, at least I'm dry, unlike uh, the Wrexham players last Saturday when they had their little, you know, sort of football match, 20,000
0: leagues under the sea. Well, that was a bit of a that was all over the place, wasn't it? Well, we're going to talk about that. We've got the old shot game and the chessfield to talk about. We've got the captaincy to talk about. We have Max Clareworth's new contract and a few general other things, really, that's going on around the club. So, yeah, this is Dragon I'm Aaron Hayden, and this is Dragon Well, older shot. Um, a bizarre one, wasn't it, Mark, really? Because from the sounds of things, I was, list- I was listening. I've not watched any of the highlights or anything. We sounded like we were playing absolutely excellent first half and it was such a shame for the game to be called off.
1: Yeah, 100%. Older uh, shot looked very poor. I mean, they'd lost their last seven home games. That's not fantastic. And they they looked it. Uh, so please don't get me wrong. I'm not being critical of us. You can repeat what's put in front of you. Um, but it was very comfortable, and I, I have no doubt whatsoever they were not coming back into that game if that game had been able to play through to the full ninety we'd have won by four or five. I think it was really comfortable we were making chances we were, we were too good for them, and it 's a real shame what happened and I, you know that that gives that extra edge doesn 't it I mean obviously when you when you're winning and it gets abandoned you're disappointed, but that really was that game was that you know stick a fork in it it
0: was done. You know, it was finished. But, but it—it's important you put teams like this away, isn't it? Um, and you make you going into second half two up. It takes the pressure off immensely, rather than a one-goal lead, doesn't it? So, yeah, it's a crying shame that it stopped the half-time. Because I was listening to the commentary; it just sounded like we we're absolutely cruising. And yeah, that was very typical, Wrexham. In some ways, you couldn't really get any more unfortunate than that, could you? Oh, totally.
1: I mean, the, 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 you know, Hosanna looked fabulous going down the right hand side. They just couldn't deal with him. They had to switch their wide players over. They played four four two, And they, they switched the wide men because they basically had a striker playing wide on his side and a midfielder playing wide on the other. And the striker just wasn't tracking back. And Hosanna was just running the game, really. Um, but certainly, it was causing a lot of threat. So they switched him over. And those mm. immediately, we scored and Azana continued to be on top of them. Uh, so he looked really excited. And then, yeah, our midfields were camped in their half, and they were stuck in their penalty area for big chunks of the game. Hyde and Mullen were both scared of those two. They really, I think they had to fill their boots in the second half, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, it was a really good, fluent performance,
0: spoiled, of course, by those two injuries. So... Well, the Toza one, as we will talk about after, didn't seem to be as much of a problem as first anticipated. Because listening to the radio, I was really worried that he was going to be out for the whole season. Mm-hmm. And the Luke Young one, which I thought was probably going to be a couple of weeks, has now turned out to be quite a lengthy one, unfortunately. And thank, thank, thank God that um, toes' one wasn't as serious as we anticipated. But unfortunately, we have lost a key player and been one of our best players the last few seasons really so it's in a, in, a, in a position where we are quite lacking at the moment in midfield so it's going to be hard to have not have Luke Young around isn't it for a good portion of the season now Yeah I think we missed him on Tuesday I think to be perfectly honest with you
1: yeah. but apparently it's a strange one that Toza Really thought he'd done something bad to himself, and I, I mean the, the pictures are obvious. When he's coming off the pitch; he's he's still in agony on the stretcher after he's left the pitch, and yet apparently woke up in the morning and it was just a bit stiff. <laughs> that was it. Uh, although they said he played through a lot of pain on Tuesday, didn't they? It, his mm. nerve had been hit, and so he had to grit his teeth on Tuesday. Or fair play to him. Um, whereas Young apparently was the opposite; he thought he'd just been hit on one ankle. And it was only, I think, when the numbness went away that he realised he'd actually damaged both ankles. So, very unfortunate. Like you said, what is it, uh, eight to ten weeks, or six to ten weeks, yeah. the same. At least, I so suppose some good news is that, apart from the Chesterfield game, he'll now have a, two weeks will be taken up without any league matches, at least. So, so that's, that's a good thing. Hopefully, if he does get back around the six-week mark, he won't miss too many games, and as we've been alluding to for quite a while, we've now entered into a run of matches which look easier than the ones we've had. So hopefully, Young's absence won't be too costly. Um, he was playing well. Uh, well, sorry, it happened very early, didn't it? But it was a hell of a good tackle by him that he got injured for. It was one of those where the player got booked for shot a Harris. And I felt a bit sorry for him because it was a terrific, hard block tackle by Young. And because he got there first Harris was already committed to the challenge and went straight through and hit, and kicked Young really hard I mean he did kick him really hard but he definitely wasn't going for the man and I, I, mean, I, I suppose I understand I mean you know rules of the game endangering an opponent he did it to my but I felt a bit sorry for him there was mm. no way he was trying to hit Young no way um, so it was <laughs> the, the yellow card to him I had some sympathy for it. It was just unfortunate. The Toes are one.
0: I don't know, you just can't see it properly from the pictures exactly what happened, but thank goodness he's all right. Well, the yellow card is justified in my eyes because Luke Young's out for six or seven weeks and that's mm. dangerous play whether he meant it or not, isn't it? Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But yeah, I've not I've not got to, I've not got to see the Luke Young or Toes instance. I'll have to have a look in, for future ref, reference, really. But yeah, the big talking point of that game was obviously the shenanigans that happened at half-time, wasn't it? And the weather. Or didn't happen at half-time. Yes.
1: Um, I mean, my understanding of it is that, you know, d- despite the fact that the referee had a, a look at the pitch at half-time, it doesn't seem to have communicated anything to any either club that he was concerned about the pitch. And I've got to say, uh, you know, watching the stream, and I know from tons of people who were there the first half, the pitch looked fine. Um absolutely no fault of all the shots, obviously that the conditions deteriorated. The pitch, I don't think there's anything it just took too much rain There was nothing wrong with that. I know some people have been sort of criticising them and their setup. I don't think that's to be criticised. Um, in all honesty, the ref had no choice but to stop the game. Uh, at the start of the second half, the ball gets knocked to you know the older shot right back sort of area, and you could see the ball was slowing down. And you thought, "Okay, there's a bit of a problem," but it looked like the sort of thing you might be able to get away with. You know, maybe maybe stop the game to squeegee it a couple of times, but then a couple of minutes later, Tyler French went running through the middle of the pitch in the Wrexham half, and the ball just stopped. And it was like running through the sea with a ball at your feet, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, and that was when it got weird. I, I, I really, I could be talking nonsense, and that's I'm going to say, but I'll say it. It looked to me like the referee stopped the game on the spot because he blew the whistle three times, like refs do, to stop a game. And then immediately there was uproar. And Wrexham players were furious and were surrounding him and looked flabbergasted. I mean, OK, I'm not asking Wrexham players to find this out. So I, I, I wish I'd had the chance to on Tuesday. It just looked like he'd said the game's off because the players were astounded. I mean, surely if he said, look, lads, I, the pitch is bad. I've got to come off the pitch for, you know, come off. For a, we're going to come off for 10 minutes. We're going to see how it goes. I don't think he'd have got that reaction. So I, my gut feeling is that he said, well, Right, game's off. And mm, that's yeah. why he got all that anger. And then maybe his linesman or somebody whispered in his ear, I don't think you should abandon the game without giving it a few minutes. You know, and, he said, and then they put the announcements out, which I've got to say, now to be fair, maybe it was the PA announcer's phrasing of it, but the ref said he'll give it five minutes. Isn't really a very encouraging message. Now, I, I, I haven't said all that. Jay. I mean, that game wouldn't have restarted despite the heroics of the Wrexham players. <laughs> I mean, that was it was still hammering down, and it wasn't going to work. That that game was not going to restart. But I, I do, yeah. Uh, my understanding is that the older shot ground staff were sort of leaning against the goalpost, who weren't really joining in. Uh, the one ground staff member who you can see on the video uh, isn't doing anything. And there's a Wrexham player who doesn't look is isn't very happy with him and talks to him about it. Um, and I think it was, I think it's a bit silly by all shot because they've come out of this looking poor. Uh, I don't think it would have made a blind bit of difference. The, the, that game would not have restarted. But I think if you're seen to try, you come across as good looks who are doing your best um by by very obviously looking like we don't want this game to restart um i think that anybody who's traveled down there and spent a whole their whole day going down there uh, who also it looks like won't get any refunds um i think yeah. you got a right to say well couldn't, couldn't you at least look like you you want to fit, to, to get the match back on but, uh, plus the plus the club itself you know we wanted to win it but they yeah. uh, i was it looked very poor
0: that it's a bad luck that they could have at least tr- made it look like they were trying, couldn't they? Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's the right decision because if Rob Lainton would have gone to catch a ball, gone to catch a ball, slipped and broke his ankle, or, or Hayden or Mullin, some of these big money signings that we've made, been injured and they're out for the rest of the season because we carried on to the side and played in poor conditions, I think it's the right decision to call off a game. Really? Yeah, it had to be done. Um, yeah. We'll, I just, be, we'll beat them on the replay.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only thing that worries me... Well, not worries me. Sorry, that was the wrong word. It, it annoys me a little bit as well. But, and I've written this uh, for the leader this week. I, I think fans are taking for granted. Much more than they should be. Well, we always have been for a long time. You know, I, I... I because I was writing about it, I actually went and looked at the video and it was 10 minutes. 10 minutes he gave it. Now, in half an hour, it might have cleared up. I don't think oh. it would have done. But, you know, in cricket, nobody thinks anything about sitting around all day to wait to see if the game restarts. I'm not saying football I know football is different. And, you know, the fans had a long way to travel to get home. But, you know, waiting 10 minutes... Is sort of I, I I know I'm not going to restart this game. I'll just do this, so it looks like I've made an effort. I, I think that that you should you know give it half an hour, give it a chance for for conditions to change. I'm sure they wouldn't have done, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the fans. It looks like we'll have to pay again if they're traveling. Wrexham, to be fair, are offering free transport, so that's good. Um, but the National League rulebook because I've been reading that quite a bit this week, does say a club ne- must give a refund if a game's abandoned before halftime, but once the second half starts, they're not entitled to a refund. Well, explain that to me. Uh, I mean, how how have you got your money's worth if a game doesn't end? Surely any abandoned game, you should get a refund, I would argue. Um,
0: so I think the The game should should have been concluded Rex, and Rexham should have got the three points.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Actually, the other thing it says in there is that it's up to the discretion of the National League how the rest of the game is played. So it is possible, reading into that, for the National League to say, play the last 40 minutes. Wrexham are winning
0: 2-0. I hope they don't. Yeah, do it at Collier's Park or something. <laughs> yeah, well... Do it at do it, do it, do it their training ground. That sure that, would
1: they? I mean, the problem is it's going to have to be, you know, it'll have to be there at some point. Um, they Aldershot keep all the money from the match now. If it's an abandoned game, the home team keeps all the money, which confuses me because of the thoughts the away team and the travel and possibly accommodation costs. Um, which is why I sort of think I hope they do say just play the last 35 40 minutes because then not many people are doing. I don't see why you should. I don't think they will, no,
0: no, no, they can, though, they can. But they won't, no. <laughs> quite right. Hope, hope so. And But anyway, I think we'll beat them if we be playing again. Um, to be fair, from the sounds of things, they didn't really sound like a good side. I think we've got the quality to be beating teams like that. And if we don't beat teams like that, then it's a worry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on to that was a game that I was quite concerned about because the team are going to be sort of low on morale, aren't they? After you know, back on the team for 45 minutes and then not being able to finish off the job. It must be hard to pick up a team to play a really quality side on a Tuesday night. And I think that's shown on the in the performance, isn't it?
1: I don't know. I i think you should be feeling confident you played that well and frustrated, angry, and wanting to take it out on the team you're playing in three days' time. I, I don't know. I think there were other reasons why that game went like that. Um, <laughs> because... The way we started was terrific, I thought. Until the goal,
0: the way we started, was was absolutely wonderful, wasn't it? Yeah, the first five, ten minutes was good, full of energy. But after that, Chesterfield had control of the first half, quite certain, didn't they? And Shimanga was causing us all sorts of problems. He's another one he should be playing. Another player at this level should be playing at League One level easily.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's top scoring the whole league last season, and he's, he's yeah. halfway to matching his total from last season, already. No yeah, despite Linton. <laughs>
0: well, the goal was a bit soft, isn't it? The first goal was a bit soft. It was, and it was a, it was just a bit too easy, wasn't it? Again, mm. from a set piece. That That's, that's got to be. Mm.
1: You
0: know, if you count the Stockport game as well, that's two easy goals from set pieces, isn't it?
1: I mean, it, it, it starts off that Redmond's shouldn't have given that free kick away. It was a daft free kick. And then as De- Ben told us after the match, we've not defended the first ball and or the second ball. And, you know, he feels, you know, that's two bites of the cherry and we failed both times. And it just seemed like a punch in the guts to the team. The crowd tried to get behind him and it just didn't happen. And it, it sort of refers back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that as we have we seem to have this one set strategy of trying to pass quickly through midfield and when the other side are pressing you quite well and your midfield are dropping deeper, it suddenly turns into smashing long hopeful stuff at the strikers, which uh, was a real concern. And I felt terribly sorry for Mullen and Hyde because they were just fighting for scraps with no support. It was a hell of a difficult day for them. I think they both came out of that with credit to keep their heads up and keep going like they did.
0: Mm. Yeah, 100%. Hide, hide and Mullin, I, I did feel quite sorry for them. They were really isolated. They weren't really given any anything decent, were they? No. Hosanna looked quite energetic. Yeah. Um, Record, you know, was putting in big challenges, getting himself about. I think Record had a good game. Um, but what summed up the first half for me was Jordan Davis booted the ball in his own face and that. <laughs> for me, that sums up the first half and the majority of the second half as well i think chesterfield even though chesterfield was the better side they didn't really they didn't really look that dangerous though did they really They didn't really have many chances it was a bit of a boring game i thought
1: yeah i was glad you pointed that out to me after the match because i i came away from the game initially thinking they looked very good and I, I still stand by that but you were quite right afterwards when you talked to me about it. You said you didn't think they were so good. And, and to be frank, when you look at when I was editing the highlights and looking at the notes, yeah, they, they, they made three chances in the first half and one in the second. So, so they weren't making chances against us. I thought our defense did well. They had too much to do and they did well. And again, as Tozer said, we were losing a lot of second balls. The so defenders were clearing things, and then we weren't running it in midfield, And it was coming straight back out. Um, I thought the three centre-backs did well. But yeah, but yeah, it was, uh, for me, we did really well for the first five minutes, the last five minutes, and the added time, and that was it. The rest of it, I, I on balance of play, although I accept what you say, that we, we did manage to keep Chesterfield at arm's length, um I can't believe we got a point out of
0: that game. We are so
1: lucky. Goodness me.
0: But the thing is, though, I think if you can look awful for 82 minutes of the game and then nick a goal and then almost nick a winner uh, in the the dying embers of the game, that's a sign of a good side. So I'm really, really happy with the result. Not happy with the performance because, to be honest, it it was bad at times, wasn't it? It was bad consistently um, bad the players I, know that the players know that
1: as well oh yeah no question Um, I couldn't see where the goal was coming from Uh the problem is like you say a team that plays badly but still wins is a good team what you got to make out for is a team that keeps playing like that ain't a good team <laughs> so we've got to make sure that that patterns in the start I, I thought you know, I'm saying I don't know where the goal is going to come from but of course brilliantly it came from Toes's long throw at last and I just I just like the the idea that you know we really hushed our up. Everyone thought Toza was out for weeks, and then sprang it on them. And I really like the idea that maybe they've not fully prepared for the long throws because they know he's not going to play, and then all of a sudden we've we've surprised them, and he slung it in. But I mean, I've got to say, there was it was it's strange, isn't it? There was no real cleverness to it it was just the fact that Mullen got a run on his man and was stronger and and got over the top of him smashing Mm. contact with the header well done Mullen but it was it wasn't really a a preset thing it was just stick it in the near post and get someone to attack it and it worked. and then he did what what I've been sort of suggesting the real point of those long throws is creating balls that are difficult to clear because then Hayden should have scored in added time because a long throw that just has no pace on it so they, they get ahead to it but they can't get it away properly and yeah, he hits the bar from six yards out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Wow, that would have been something if we could have oh, nicked like that. Yeah. But, but to be honest, we, we really didn't deserve to nick it. So I, I, at the end of the day, after that, I'm really happy taking the point away. And mm. the one thing we haven't talked about is the Rob Lainton penalty save. Again, the guy's an absolute hero and he's been amazing in the sticks, hasn't he, these last few home games.
1: He probably didn't need to make the challenge, did he? For, no, the, for no, the penalty crazy. itself, I think he'd come out determined. You know, a fair play wants to take responsibility, comes out quickly and aggressively, and then realizes too late. Actually, I'm not going to get there first. and can't pull out of it. So a little bit rash to give the penalty away. But yeah, great stuff in it. Good save. <laughs> it's a fair play to to Layton. He's uh, he's, he's someone in the crowd. What
0: do you think? What are you thinking then after that game? How do we, how do we approach the next game then? Hopefully not, not yeah. hopefully it's not as um quite as dull as Tuesday night. But yeah, really happy with the result. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with the performance, but taking a point against Chessfield at home, you probably take you probably would have taken that before the game kicked off. So yeah, I'm not too bothered.
1: I wouldn't. I want us to, you know, we brought in big players for big games. I want us to be taking points off these promotion rivals. You know, Notts County have got two points from the race course. Now Chesterfield have got sorry. Notts County have got a point from the race course. Chesterfield have got a point from the race course. We've now dropped four points out of six in home games against strong sides. So yeah, I I, I want us to be winning those games. Um, although, like I say, considering the performance, a draw is an absolutely fabulous bonus. Uh, I'm a little worried that whether it's because Young was absent, I don't know, but our midfield really struggled. And, you know, as we've talked about before, we've not really recruited players to to play a different way in midfield. So we, we don't really, do we have an option that will give presence in midfield? I mean, David Jones wasn't used in that match. So, you know, it's in what circumstance will he be brought on if, you know, if we're losing midfield like that and he's not being used? So, yeah, I'm a little concerned about how it will work. I mean, to be honest, Redmond, I think we learned a lot about Redmond this week. Um, I'm not going to lie, let's be frank, I was very surprised he was on the retained list. And I was very impressed about Aldershot, he did ever so well. And I thought, well, fair play. I didn't I didn't see that in him. Uh, especially because he was playing in a very unexpected role of, of the sort of the central of the three. And although we don't really play with the older midfielder, that player naturally is the deeper of deepest of the three. But the thing is, um, Aldershot was very poor. So he was getting enough space to sort of play as PLO, And he did play a couple of fabulous long-range passes. I mean, it was brilliant. And I absolutely understand why Phil Park not used him there again. But Chesterfield, different kettle of fish. And Redmond's not a physical player. And so he was getting hurried on the ball. Uh, but more worryingly, you know, he was losing physical battles. He gives a free kick away for the, the goal. The penalty came because he should have headed it clear and didn't, and so misheaded it downwards into his feet. Um, like I said, I'm not trying to crucify him. I was very, you know, I, I before the Aldershot game, I, I didn't really see him playing a role this season. After the Aldershot game, I'm thinking, all right, well played. I, I, you know, I want to be wrong, and he made me think maybe I am. Um, but that position, he, he can nail it against weak opposition, but I don't think against stronger position he can. We'd have to find somewhere else to use him. But I'm not sure Jordan Davis back there, but you probably do a job there, but you're losing a good attacking player. James Jones would again probably do a job there, but they'd both be not playing in their best position. So that, that does
0: worry me a little bit how we're we going to do that without Young. I think David Jones would, would have been a good choice yeah. for this sort of game, someone with experience playing against high quality higher quality um opposition in a in the let's be fair, the the weather was very good, was it the conditions weren't amazing. So yeah, I would have stuck David Jones in there instead of maybe Devontae Reban for that game. But hey ho, the, the the game's happened now isn't it? And I think it's just we, we brush ourselves off. Okay. And,
1: two two weeks to prepare, but it's Marine. Yeah. And I think if you can, if you can take any assumption from Marine, they're going to come at us. You know, it's going to be another yeah. game on an exposed ground. They're flying. I know they're two divisions below us, but that was it played nine one seven? And in terms of points per game, they're equal top of the league. Uh, they're going to be they have a hundred percent record home. They're going to be fun there. So the, the, you know, yeah. we've got two weeks to prepare for it, but we're going to get a team coming to try and rough us up and get at us. So
0: they also have. Um a good reputation in this competition as well, haven't they, coming up, um, Marine? So, yeah, I suppose they're spending that Spurs money well, aren't they? Yeah, that's, that's right, what, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It, it's, it's a good, um, mm. it's a really good opportunity, Marine, I think, for, I think, some of the fringe players to have a go. I think, mm. I think our fringe team should still beat Marine comfortably. But however, you know, Chester lost to a team two deep, division of global, 4-0 the other day. Just thought I'd point that out. Yeah. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Marine is, is actually I think either both both of the both of the teams we could have played in the, the first mm-hmm. round. The the fourth white round qualification I was pretty interested in. But yeah, I think Marine's a pretty cool one, so I'm really looking yeah. forward to that tie.
1: Yeah, me too. Should be interesting.
0: <laughs> and hopefully if we get to the first round, me and Mark will be trying to do a live reaction the first round draw so that'll be quite fun as well so hopefully that's some content we can look forward to
1: Gotta win first though Yes, and we do have to win Even if it's by a replay on a neutral venue Ooh,
0: Ooh that would be pretty spooky <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: travel, here we come
0: Or maybe Shrewsbury away first I'm sure the Shropshire police would be lighter, wouldn't they? Yeah. And then maybe after that, Port Vale and then Manchester United. That'll yeah. be, be some fun ties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, or oh, Sunderland. We could put Paul Sunderland, couldn't we? Oh, you're talking Kelly. about the what? draw.
1: I'm talking about where the replay will be played because we can't use the race cars. Oh, Oh, the replay. Oh,
0: yeah, I don't can choose like replay. Shoes, really. My. my ooh. Replay. I, I think the replay should be played at Brickfield. Yeah. Uh, the new Wembley. Yeah, yeah that, that is yeah. the new Wembley. As
1: Once as it's not raining nice in price. the last
0: six weeks, it'll be flooded, won't it? <laughs> anyway, after this, we're going to be talking about the new captaincy. I'm Jake Hyde, and this is Dragonheart. The news broke out last week that we have a new club captain, which is a an arrangement quite a few teams do, don't don't they? But uh, yeah, Ben Tozer tota is now the new club captain, and I think Luke Youngerstein is the, the still the first team captain, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, and we know the third choice now as well because when they both went off injured, Rob Leighton, well, the yeah. armband on as well. But uh, yeah, it was a strange in a way to announce it when they did, but uh, what? worries me a a little bit is just that for some reason people have been criticising Young and I I don't get that I don't think he's been playing badly I think that the way we use midfield is different and might not suit him as much as normal but for me he's still been putting in a good stint and just in a slightly adapted role I I don't really understand why people have criticised him if I'm perfectly honest with you Mm.
0: well I'm I think I think that, that you know there's a lot of highlight on the club at the moment, and everyone's just trying to nitpick every little thing, aren't they? And he, yeah, yes, his, for, he had, his form hasn't been quite as good as it was towards the end of last season, but I don't think he's particularly had awful performances. <coughs> I think he's just been okay.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't see any. Cause for concern in his performances at all he's been fighting hard i don't know you see people saying oh he's quiet i don't think he's quiet i've never really he's not as demonstrative as some other players but you don't care you know maybe you get more of a sense of players personality when you're watching on tv and you got loads of Uh, (laughs) close-ups my impression of young is he's a good solid professional he's a strong voice um, he's he's been involved in two off the field off the ball scraps already this season <laughs> he certainly doesn't back down um i i i don't get it and i don't understand you know i think people have making a lot of assumptions about him somehow not having influence over players well i, mean, I think he's earned a little respect by the you way know, just by his career <laughs> the way he's been with rex and the reliability he's shown for us i think is... Is absolutely fantastic. So I, I don't get, I don't get the criticism he's been taking. Uh, myself, I think there's a, uh, there's no reason to be to be worried about him, <laughs> except for the fact he's injured.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, I've got no worries about him on and off the pitch. So, yeah, I think Ben Tozer though he's got a, <sighs> he's got, he, he was captain at Cheltenham, wasn't he? I believe. Yeah. yeah. So. It's obviously the the right choice to put him as captain for Axon too.
1: Oh, I mean, he's absolutely so. But but Young was named as captain before he came, and so Young is the actual captain, isn't he? You know, it's, captain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the more captains you have, the better, as far as I'm concerned on the pitch. I mean, Keats had the same sort of attitude. You want as many strong characters as possible. That that's exactly right, as far as I'm concerned. I want I want everybody to be taking their responsibility giving people instructions and advice and support and, and I want everybody to have that mentality. Um, I think you could argue as well that uh, and somebody rightly commented on the, when we were talking about this at half-time. We had quite a heated conversation at half-time in the commentary uh, on just this subject Um and somebody I think rightly said that captains are probably overrated in football and I am inclined to agree with that. I think people retrofit how good the captain is according to how good the performances are. So, you know, you've got your John McGovern when Nottingham Forest won the cup, a European Cup twice in the 70s, and everyone would say, quiet captain, just led by example. So, you know, being quiet was okay for him then, was it? And then other captains, you know, they beat their chests and everyone says, what a great leader they are. I mean, uh, mm. I don't think captains influence... A vast amount, I think if a team's got character, a team's got character, a team has got character team has not got character, a strong captain is just bang the res against a brick wall. Um,
0: captain well, I don't think it has, like crucial i I don't think a captain the role isn't quite as important as it is in say cricket yeah, yeah, where cricket they yeah. make decisions about whether you are going to bowl or bat first, mm-hmm. or I'm sure they, I'm sure that the management in cricket make that decision anyway. Mm. The behind the scenes, but I think the, the role of a captain in in cricket is a lot more important, isn't it? The role of the captain in rugby, I suppose, is a lot more important because they're the ones who go and speak to the refs. So, yeah, I think the, the role of a captain in football is probably a little bit overrated and over dramatised. So, yeah, yeah I tend to agree with you there.
1: I mean, I mean, you know, football teams do make decisions on the pitch, they, they do make alterations on the pitch, but it doesn't have to be a captain it does that. You know, it can be a senior pro who's seeing what's wrong and saying, lads, we need to do this, we need to do that, you know. Um, like you say, the cricket thing, yeah? I mean, the crickets are essentially the manager on the pitch. You know? mm. Until the 90s, you didn't have, well, cricket managers and until the 90s, basically, were just admin people. They often weren't play- ex-players and they were just there, especially when you're on tour, just to organise hotel rooms and things like that. They were more club secretaries, if you will. Now there are, coaches in cricket as well but the captain well it depends on the individual setup but generally I think the captain is seen as having the final word on it Um, that's a proper responsibility but in football I think it's useful to have good captains and good examples but it shouldn't be limited to one person the tactics are decided by the manager the overall strategy little alterations might happen on the pitch but even then like I say they might not be from the captain
0: yeah yeah I 100% agree with that and yeah Having, having leaders on the pitch is important, but the thing that's more important is winning football games mm-hmm. and having the better tactics rather than having a bunch of leaders. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And in terms of this perceived idea of personality, I'm just trying to think of that, successful Wrexham captains, when Gareth Davis was the captain through the 70s when we were really strong. Well, it's oh, Eddie May, I suppose, before him, I right? used to, the classic, chest-thumping, six-foot-five centre-back. But then Davis, uh, a quieter character, at least how it's perceived. But you don't get to be a Welsh international like Davis was and playing in the equivalent of the championship like Davis did uh, by being a shy little flower. And I think a lot of people think footballers are quiet because they're, <laughs> they're not on the pitch next to them getting a rig mm-hmm. you, know, you know, so... yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm a, I'm a little reluctant to assume that um, that young is quiet. He
0: doesn't strike me as on the pitch. He's just not shouting and screaming. That's all. He's <laughs> not like Sean Pearson, is he? Yeah. You know, yeah. There's different types of captains. Luke Young might be someone who's great in the dress in the dressing room, yeah. good at picking players up who are down. Or yeah. you know, yeah. It, I think a lot of football football fans read into things that they don't really know about. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, people is. look at... Uh, talking about body language. Really? What, what training have you had to interpret body language? Oh, look at the manager on the bench. Uh, he's, they've just scored. He's got such a long face. What do you expect him to be doing? <laughs> the managers are supposed to be grinning and gurning every time anything happens. Some people do, some people don't. I think Young is uh, a, a strong voice on the pitch. From what I've seen because uh, we've been lucky enough to see them play behind closed yeah. doors but he's not uh, demonstrative in the sense that you know Pearson will run 20 yards and shake his fist and Pearson will chase the referee around the pitch uh young doesn't do that I've seen young this season being very firm of referees and very quick to step in when something's happened and get in the referee's ear he just doesn't do it as obviously as Pearson uh like I said Kyle Stora tried to pick a fight with him on the first game of the season and Kyle Storer's a hard nut and he, nobody complains about his character as captain of a, a big physical side at Solly Hall Young put him in his place no mm. question so exactly yeah I've got, so got, no, got no concerns about him the more the merrier the more
0: responsible but good pros we've got the better yeah exactly and speaking of good pros we have Max Kleber who signed an extended contract I'm Liam McClendon and this is Dragon Heart. Well, Max Clareworth has signed a three year extension, is it, to his um, current deal or a brand new contract? Uh, a no brainer, as far as I'm concerned. He's looked absolutely excellent so far this season. It, it's, I
1: 100% agree with you, um, but it's lovely to see because clubs start getting an influx of money, naturally want to spend it on established players. And it's really good to see that. Um, I was talking to some press people from Chesterfield on Tuesday and they were saying that James Rowe, the Chesterfield manager, is all about the next result and they've got good young players but they've not got a chance. Remember we were saying last season about how many players they've had. They had a new team at the start of the season, then sat the manager and Rowe came in, they brought in virtually another new team and then in January they let him bring in virtually another new team. So they used 39 players last season. Uh, and then they've ripped her up again this summer. They brought nine players in this summer. Um, and they're saying that there's good young lads, but they're not getting a sniff. Because Roe, every chance he gets is, is spending, spending, spending. And I, I, I pointed out to them with a bit of pleasure. I said, well, I'm pleased to say that we've got a hell of a lot of money to spend. And Clemouth's been a regular part of the oh. squad. I think it's brilliant. He's a, he's a level-headed lad. He's a good player. And I'm delighted that Parkinson trusts him and he's Klawerth's repaid his trust, hasn't he? Because he's been a very solid pair, very
0: safe pair of hands. And I feel quite smug about Klawerth because uh, I say this again, Mark Mark said they should be going to maybe a National League side for Hmm. uh, a loan loan deal. I said if he's good enough for them, he's good enough for us. And for me, he's been a fantastic asset this season. And now I'm not so worried about maybe Lennon getting injured or for, a, for a short period of time because I think Clairworth could step in and do an absolute excellent job at that role. And how old is he now? I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. 19, isn't he, I think? He's, he's still young. That's very young, isn't it? And I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he is of real quality.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I just think, I mean, it, it's funny, isn't it? A couple of weeks ago, yeah, 19... A couple of weeks ago, I was uh, suggesting that we have uh, a problem at the back with lack of defenders. And now, Lennon's been able to play Saturday, Tuesday. Brisley hasn't even been in in, in the first 11 yet. He's not got on the pitch yet. All of a sudden, it looks like we've got quite a bit of strength and depth in the centre of defence. It's centre midfield, which a lot of people, to be fair, when I was saying centre-back, they were saying, no, centre midfield's a problem. and Well, they were right, weren't they? Yeah. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the is has done ever so well and, and, and you know as you said he, he could be, be be used even as a defensive midfielder I suspect they won't do that I think I think the way we're set up at the moment I, I don't think he quite fits that that approach that we're no. using but um, but no he's ever done ever so well and this experience would only
0: help him develop oh, 100% and I think that that tie against Marine in a couple of weeks' time will be a great opportunity for some of our young players to really shine him himself, Bickerstaff. You know I think you forget how young Ponticelli is as well um, at times he's been such a seasoned player for the last last season. I think that tie against Marine, I think it'd be ace to see some of the young, some of the young players, even such a Paniak, the keeper, maybe stick him in goal as well. It's going to be really interesting. I'm not convinced we will see
1: such a young team Yeah, I mean, there's there's a part of me thinks that um, Parkinson's got a great cup record and he'll like the idea of protecting that. So I I think he'll pick a fairly strong team. And also, I mean, if if you think about it, there's quite a few fairly senior players who will want to get the nod. So you're saying about Bickerstaff, but Ponticelli and Angus will want to be playing ahead of him to get a chance to to actually show what they can do, won't they?
0: Uh, true, but they, both, they have both had cameos this season too. So I true. would also like to see Bickerstaff have a, a chance, if he can ever have a chance, it should be against a side who are a couple of leagues below us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm just thinking, will they do that or will they, uh, you know, Parkinson as well, like I say, wanting to... to to get through to the next round,
0: hmm.
1: will he maybe err on the side of caution? Do you want to hear my predicted team? Go on, then. I got a prediction here, and I got to be honest. There's one player I expect to play, and I, I've not fitted him in, and so I can't work out why. So maybe I'll have to change your mind. I reckon Dibbling goal. Yeah. Back three. Brisley will need to start. They're bound to play him, I think.
0: Yeah, I think they're also.
1: I agree, likely to play Clowes if they do rotate. Um, and I'm not sure about a third centre back either French, or I think they might put Hayden in as a more experienced player. Lennon yeah. will probably do with a break, um, and is probably going to do with a break after the knock he's had anyway. Wing backs make sense to use as Anna keep him keep bedding him in. Yeah, and Green needs to start. Yeah. Midfield's interesting Does David Jones play? I think so And then who will the other two be? Two out of Jarvis, McElhind and Redmond And I have a funny feeling Jarvis could miss out If it comes down to that Because McElhind and Redmond Have been showing they've got something And will be saying Give me a start Let me let me build on that And then if they continue to have the This of this rotation idea maybe Ponticelli and Angus up front I actually that's the sort of backup team I could see him playing but I I think he might put a couple more first team players in it actually I think maybe Hyde because he's going to need that match fitness isn't he and a few more goals you know he's he's playing well and he's had the goal disallowed just rotten luck he's still got a decent strike rate but he'd like to get on the score
0: sheet so he'd want to play wouldn't he yeah, I think Jordan Davis needs to have a couple of big performances so I think he'd be perfect to to play yeah. that game too And Jamie Jones is, James Jones has got a good engine on him Yeah
1: I wouldn't have thought playing a game after a week or, I mean, let's be honest Parkinson might also be of the, the mind and I would understand this totally of we've got a full uh, you know, they've had a week and a half off I'll pick the first team or pretty much mm. the first team I think, although I'm saying that that's a one that can make sense as a team, uh, I I, I think if anything, it'll be stronger
0: than that myself. Hmm. Right, first team could make well. You still need match fitness, don't you? So yeah, yeah. maybe he he does pick. Hmm. Maybe the first team without say Tozer and stick Grizzly in, give him a chance. Yeah, and maybe a pick of instead of Mullen or Angus instead of Mullen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and really get the goals firing and really put a team at two. Because mm. I will be fully expecting if we play the first team to be demolishing Marie. Careful. Careful now. Um, <laughs> Uh, they're going well, you know, they're going well, they'll be right up They're work. going well, but, you know, if you're expecting them for us to beat Chesterfield, then we've got to be demolishing teams like Marine, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I'm know, not underestimating them. I'm not underestimating, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. But if yes, you are, team, uh, yes, you
1: are. I'm accusing you, I'm calling you out. <laughs> you underestimated <laughs> them. Shocking.
0: If we're if we're a team that are going to be going places like we meant to be, then we should be... Yeah comfortably beating teams like this to get to the first round of the Cup.
1: And playing in a swimming pool at Aldershot was perfect preparation to play Marine.
0: <laughs> Stands the reason. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder why they're called Marine. I feel like I should know this.
1: <laughs> I feel like I might have a sneaky look to see if I can pretend <laughs> that I know this.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. I was on the Wikipedia page.
1: Just didn't notice anything.
0: Because they've got a wild kit, haven't they?
1: <laughs>
0: but, it's all submarines, isn't it? Yellow submarines. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's a nice local away day for fans, which I don't think there's many of that this season. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Hopefully I get to get down there and watch the game because yeah. who doesn't love the FA Cup? And hopefully we win and get a really big tie in the first round against a strong League One or Two
1: team we're the team we're the strong team in the first round they'll all be hoping to play us
0: I yeah that's the thing I think yeah, everyone would have wanted to play us because of the numbers were turning out yeah, that's, home yeah, that's and away true. this season yeah. they're thinking oh the clubhouse will make some money everyone will want to come watch so Marine are probably rubbing their hands thinking if we're going to get knocked out or we're going to beat someone then Wrexham's going to be the perfect one because they're going to bring loads of money in
1: yeah exactly Marine are called Marine Uh, because they're named after the hotel that they were founded at. So local businessmen and former college students met at the Marine Hotel in Waterloo, which is just north of Liverpool. And that's because they met in the Marine Hotel. That's what they're called. So we we could have been playing, we could have been commentating on the horse and jockey FC all this time, couldn't we?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or the bowler. (laughs) The Bowler United. (laughs) <laughs> the Bowling Green United. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were formed. But was a horse
1: and jockey. We were formed, doesn't
0: it? Was it the horse and jockey we were formed?
1: I'm getting confused
0: now. It probably, probably was making, the horse and jockey because that's the doubt. oldest
1: pub in town, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I my first ever pint was in the Bowling Green. Oh,
0: a totally pointless bit of information. They pull a good pint now. We're not sponsored yeah. by them, so <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's let's get a sponsor and then fabricate stories about their significance in our lives, <laughs> like every podcast does. Yeah, um. yeah. yeah. my first ever yes, sponsor so. was in that new uh, craft beer pub in town.
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it, a fascinating week at Wrexham. It's um, it's no game this weekend, unfortunately, because is it, wasn't this the one where we were due to play macclesfield oh, so it no, it's just the, there's a lot number of teams isn't it macclesfields are gone
1: aren't they but it's yeah, a so, lot number of teams because
0: there's no macclesfield so yeah so that's why unfortunately that's held this week i think maybe getting a game straight after chesterfield yeah. would have been good to get back on the horse and yeah maybe try and iron out a few mistakes but we have to wait for marine now so mm-hmm. yeah it's frustrating for Wrexham but Maybe we can regroup and get back on it soon. Yeah,
1: just remember everybody, you know, when you're making the most of having no game on a Saturday, that's fine. But don't get carried away, yeah? Remember, sun cream. <laughs> Gonna be, you know, sitting around your backyard for sunbathing. Don't don't get burned, oh,
0: I guess. In this, weather, in this weather. In this <laughs> weather. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Dragonheart, for all that good stuff and all the notifications and questions we may ask in the future. Follow all the official Wrexham AFC things, you know, YouTube, we're always posting content on there. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. This has been Dragonheart. Adios, chachos.
1: Thanks very much for watching. Please subscribe as well so you don't miss out on any of our content and click the bell to get notifications.